just received a article from a friend of mine, Phyllis Kerr sent this to me. You'll be meeting Phyllis if you don't know her. She's going to be a guest on an upcoming podcast. But she sent me an article from Yahoo Finance that says, over 50, question mark, your entrepreneurial life is just starting. And this article is citing statistics from a study done according to the Kaufman Index of Startup Activity. It talks about the generations of entrepreneurs, how successful they are and how likely they are to be entrepreneurial. And since 1996, the number of people who are over the age of 55 who become entrepreneurs has been steadily increasing, whereas the number of people under the age of 34 has steadily declined, both of them by about 10%. So we are now at a point where there are more new entrepreneurs that are over the age of 55 than startups under the age of 34. Fascinating, fascinating statistics. Uh, and I think really encouraging for a program like ours. Now, the other thing that they talked about in this was the reason that people start a business, uh, with, with especially with older entrepreneurs, and they found that uh, 42, this is from a different study, this is from uh, Guidant Financial, reported by allbusiness.com. Uh, they said 42% of older entrepreneurs start a business to pursue their passion. 30%, 36% do so to cash in on an opportunity. 22% started a business because they wanted to leave corporate America. And 76% of business owners, this is the best of all of these statistics, 76% of entrepreneurial business owners over 50 who were surveyed rated their happiness at a score of 8 or above on a scale of 1 to 10. 76% of older entrepreneurs are happy. That makes me happy. Steve Dotto here. How the heck are you doing this fine day? Welcome to Gray Matters, the podcast for those of us in the gray zone. What is the gray zone? Primarily baby boomers and Gen X, those of us sporting a touch of gray. We're interested in finding our place in the digital age. On this podcast, we will learn about online marketing, community building, social networking, all from our perspective. The world's changing. The job market is not interested in us anymore. We're facing the prospect of a reluctant retirement, and that is not cool. We need a side hustle to take our experience and put it to work for us. We need to develop mad skills, adapt, and evolve in order to remain relevant in the digital age. I can help. This podcast can help. I'm glad you found us. Steve Dotto here. How the heck are you doing this fine day? And welcome to episode four of Gray Matters. I am looking forward to sharing some thoughts. Actually, I'm a little anxious today to share with you because I'm going to be talking about platform. I, I've been working on and looking at the possibility of writing a book. And as I was researching what it takes to make a book successful, to be a successful author in this day and age, this term kept coming up and it wasn't a term that I was particularly familiar with. And I have to admit, I'm a little bit disturbed by the fact that I wasn't familiar with this term. The term is platform. Uh, now I certainly understood what a platform was for a political party. I understood how that all works, but I'd never thought of it as a, something that an author or a personality needed uh, in having a platform. Uh, but in studying and talking to and looking at the op options around creating a book, 
uh, the one of the real factors for success is if you have a platform. And and what is platform? <laughs> well, the way that it's been described to me, or the way that I, you know, the, the little bit of research that I've done on it, it's your visibility. It's all of the things that you do that other people see that creates your bona fides, that establishes your authority, and gives you an opportunity to reach out and and kind of and influence a community and do it through platform. So that's going to be our main topic today is, is platform. Uh, but before we get into kind of talking about the whole idea of platform and exploring just what it might mean to us, I've got a quick favor to ask of you and I want to let you know kind of all the administrative stuff around the podcast this week. So first of all, any links that I'm going to be talking about on the podcast, including a link to that article that I was quoting off the very top, you can find by visiting us at dottotech.com forward slash gray four. That's dottotech.com forward slash gray four for any links. And that's G-R-E-Y four for any links that we are talking about in today's podcast. And if you have a moment and you are so inclined, one of the best favors that you can do for me is to write a review of this podcast on iTunes. If you happen to be so inclined, if you're enjoying the podcast and you like what we're doing, we are in the really nascent stage of building this podcast. It's just beginning. And one of the things that really can spark growth for podcasts is positive reviews uh, and engagement uh, on a platform like iTunes. And I see some of you have already started to, to post reviews and post comments on iTunes, and I appreciate it so much. For example, it's from Mealtime who says... As a baby boomer, unemployed and affected by ageism, former tech career guy, as they say, when the lessons need to be learned, the teacher will appear. Thanks, Steve, for taking this on. Well, I'm thrilled. You're the exact avatar of the sort of person who I was hoping would be tuning into this podcast mealtime. I wish you the best, and I hope that we can indeed give you some tools and some hope and some uh, in, in inspire you in some ways uh, to to find find what it is that you want to be doing and, and find some success in the online space and have things turn around and not have the ravages of ageism affecting your well-being. We definitely want to be a positive influence in that space. So thank you for that review. And if any of you others feel like posting a review, I will appreciate it. And there's a chance, of course, we will read out the review here on Gray Matters. So thank you so much for that. All right, let us dive into this whole concept of platform. And as I mentioned, I, I should have known this word before I started to research the whole idea of writing a book myself. And I'm frankly somewhat embarrassed the fact that I'm excited about what this word means and how it's created some clarity in my life. In fact, I even as I started to read more about it, I found uh, that there's a book by one of my favorite people, Michael Hyatt, who I rely on. He's an absolutely brilliant advisor and he's got a book that he published in 2012, for goodness sakes, called Platform, Get Noticed in a Noisy World. How the heck did I miss that? I don't know. Must have had my head in the sand, but now it's out and I'm excited to talk to you guys all about the idea of platform. Now, the reason that I'm excited is I love having a word that I can attach that that allows me to have clarity on a topic. And here's where the confusion on this topic arises. As I started to create this podcast, Gray Matters, I recognize that I'm going to be talking to people who are entrenched in their lives, in their businesses, in, in their own careers, and they're going to be starting to think, in many cases, about a side gig, about starting their side hustle. In some cases, you're already going to have been laid off, or you're going to have, or you're already going to be in a transition phase in retirement. But chances are, you aren't going to have 
for example, what I had as I started to transition was I already had a media profile. I was already had a TV show and a radio show. People knew who I was. And then I did what I think is a far easier transition than many of you face. I did a transition from traditional media to online media. And in, in, that wasn't all that hard. Uh, now, I did struggle mightily at different points along the way. But compared to what many of you face, I think it was a pretty easy journey. When I think of what you face, you have to determine where you're going to start. First of all, you have to come up with your idea of what it is you want to share. That's one huge challenge. But then the sharing of that idea in building your community, building your online presence is another entire story to talk about. And that's where the word platform starts to really resonate for me because platform is your visibility. It's how you are seen by the world. It's, it's, it's where you put your energy. It's where you stand for people to notice you, to learn from you, to be inspired by you, to trust you. It's your online presence. And so that the term really resonates for that reason, because it now allows me to say, you've got to start building a platform. It's easy now. Now it's all so darned easy, Steve. Uh, and so uh, anybody who's looking at starting your side hustle, well, it's simple. You just start building a platform. All right, let's boil it back and say, okay, what is that platform? Getting started is the hardest part, isn't it? it, it coming up with your idea is hard. It's even harder to actually start. So what do I publish first? What do I do first? How do I get the first followers? How do I start on this online journey of being relevant in the online space, which is going to lead me into the side hustle? Okay, let's understand what platform is. And maybe in that understanding, something will spark your imagination and you'll go, that's something that I can do. That's something that I would like to do. That's a starting point. That's our goal today. So I've listed out one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine different pieces of the platform, uh, of what I consider to be an online platform. And I'll share with you what my platform is at the end. So you have some context, but this is a, a list in no particular order of the pieces of the planks that you can build your platform on to stand and shout to the world. And it all can begin with a website. Now you don't have to have all of these pieces in order to have a platform, but choose which ones resonate with you as we go through the strengths and the kind of the opportunities that each represents. Does that seem fair? Of course it does. So it begins with a website of your own. Uh, there's a lot of reasons that you want to have a website, uh, but the most important one is you need a calling card. You need a place that you can send people that's yours, that's always going to be there, that's a stable address to send people to as you go. Now, your website can include anything from if, if you're selling a product, it can include the product descriptions. If it's your content or your blog or your vlog or your podcast, your website is going to contain your value, whatever it is you're bringing to the table. But you do need to have a website of your own in order to have a platform, I believe. The next part of the equation is having a mail list, something that you can do with a part of your platform that gives you permission to have conversations with people outside of them visiting you. The challenge with all of the social platforms is when I've got a message to give, when you've got a message to give, you can publish it, but unless people are interested in looking for the message you are delivering, you might find it difficult to reach them. 
However, if you have permission to email them, you can increase the likelihood of them receiving your message by including it in an email. So building a mail list is still the most valuable asset that most of us are going to build as far as, our, as far as the tangible assets of our business. So you're going to need that tool at some point probably in your platform development. Then we're going to talk about how you get noticed. How do we get noticed? How do we start to build an audience, build a community, build a following? Uh, one would be having a regular gig of some sort. An affiliation is being a regular guest on a TV show, on a radio program, a print gig where you're a columnist for a newspaper or writing regular columns on a blog of some sort. Uh, you're a regular guest on somebody's podcast. You're doing a feature somewhere. So these are regular gigs. They're not that easy to come by, but recognize the value of being a regular guest on somebody else's platform if the opportunity arises. Now, far easier to come across are guest appearances be it on TV, radio, uh, doing a guest post for uh, somebody's vlog or, uh, or blog, uh, being a guest on a podcast like, a, like our podcast here. If you're in YouTube or you can do collaborative videos with other people to do guest appearances on their channel and they do guest appearances on yours or podcasts, there are a lot of different opportunities for you to share a message to a, to a transient audience, to, just to the being a guest in some either IRL media and real life media or some online media. Those opportunities are actually pretty easy to come by, I would say, and are a great starting point. All of these lead to the opportunity of having some speaking engagements. So whether they're local, uh, whether they're national or international, anytime you get an opportunity to do a speaking engagement, that's something that you should look long and hard at. And in some cases, you're not going to be invited, but you can submit your ideas to conferences to speak at those conferences. And you're going to want to be careful about how you choose those conferences, ones that are going to not just massage your ego, but actually create a start, allow you to build your bona fides and your reputation. Uh, but that is a great way to continue to build your platform is doing speaking engagements. Now at the beginning, you will have to be the person that promotes yourself for speaking engagements. You'll have to be going out to others and saying, I can speak well on this topic and you're going to have to work hard to get those speaking engagements. But as you build a reputation, the, uh, the conferences will start to come to you and you'll get, it'll be far easier for you to get opportunities. Now, when I started out, speaking engagements involved always getting on an airplane and flying somewhere to do something, but increasingly you can now get speaking engagements for online summits where you can deliver your content in an online forum as a webinar or as a video, and that really expands the reach and makes it far easier to get access to those to, to, to new marketplaces uh, for people to discover you. So speaking engagements, a big part of it. And let's not forget that some of these, I mean, we get the cart before the horse and the cart after the horse with some of these different platform pieces. Uh, one of the most important parts of, uh, or one of the most important factors in getting a lot of good speaking engagements is if you're published in some way, be it on YouTube or, you know, be it a, a, a content creator such as I am on YouTube generates a lot of speaking opportunities for me. But for the most part, the kind of the door that the key that opens the door to most speaking engagements is publishing a book of some sort, which is an, it's going to be another part of a platform. But if you can write, if you can create an ebook or a real book, uh, I guess hey, they're both real books. That was being very bookish, uh, booksist. Is that a term? Booksist? But Ed, if you can publish either an ebook or a, a physical book, uh, that's going to open the door for many additional speaking engagements uh, for you. The next is your social reach. 
the next part of the platform is social reach. And so th these are conversational reach that I consider. So the conversational social platforms primarily are Facebook and Twitter, where you're having conversations with people. Uh, for the most part, we use them personally, but they can be used professionally as well. So that's a part of your platform that you can build is building your following through conversation in, in Facebook and Twitter. And very closely related is social publishing, where you publish to Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, Facebook Live, where you're publishing video or you're publishing articles, or I guess you could all, we could also include LinkedIn in this, where you're publishing content to these social platforms. Now, the key thing to understand for both of these parts of the platform that you're building is for both social reach when you're just having conversations on social platforms, or if you're publishing to social platforms and building your following that way, Anybody who follows you on those social platforms, you cannot really legitimately consider to be part of your tribe yet. You have to convert them into your own space, which is why it's so important to have your mail list because you ultimately have to get them into a place where you have permission to contact them yourself. Because if you're ever disenfranchised from Facebook or Twitter, if you ever make a mistake or your account is hacked or the rules change or the company gets sold, they, all of your followers on those platforms are their customers, not yours. So you always have to consider that you have to move people onto your own platform, which is why right off the top, I was talking about having your own blog site or your own website and your own mail list, because ultimately that's where your community has to reside. The next plank in a platform would be book sales. I've already started to talk about that as far as the speaking engagement side, but if you are an author, if you can write, I think that that opens so many doors for you. I know personally that's an area that I'm really fascinated and exploring and, and, and moving towards the possibility of publishing my own book, uh, which is the research led to this particular podcast, uh, but I think that that's still such a valuable asset to have, and it's a really solid plank to build your platform from is, is, is publishing a book. The ninth area is your relationships, individuals of influence that you know. These are personal contacts that you have that are in organizations, either people possibly in the media, celebrities, relatives, anybody who can help amplify your message, who takes what you say and shares it with their community. Uh, now, there is a kind of uh, quid pro quo often to working with other other individuals of influence and having them share your content is that as you grow in importance or you grow in reach, uh, others are going to expect you or ask you to share with their community as well. So you're going to have to be judicious about both how you share other people's and who you ask to help share your content. We call it, uh, amongst my, well, I, I suppose it's a fairly common term, we call it ask equity, uh, where we've got, I've got a lot of friends that are in the social media space and some of them on a regular basis are asking us to share everything. I'm doing a webinar on this, Steve, please share it. And they constantly are asking and seldom giving back. Well, those people typically get ignored. However, if you help people out when it's an important project for them, then they are probably going to be more than willing to help you out on important projects to you. So you build a certain amount of ask equity with your community, with your individuals of influence, spend it wisely, but definitely that is something to have in the bank is relationships with other individuals of influence. And if you take all of these things together, I think they represent uh, all, all of the pieces that a person needs to build a very solid platform. And from that platform, then you can be noticed. You can start to generate some sort of a business opportunity from this platform. 
having your own website, which includes your blog or your vlog, having a mail list, finding some regular media gigs or affiliations where you appear on print, radio, uh, podcasts, doing guest appearances on different online and IRL media properties, open the door for speaking engagements. And you can manufacture many of those yourself just by paying attention to the conferences you want to attend and submitting proposals to be a presenter. Social reach, having conversations, being engaged in the social platforms, especially Facebook and Twitter, publishing good ideas, thought-provoking articles to YouTube, Twitch, Facebook Live, publishing content to LinkedIn, writing a book, so valuable. And nurturing relationships with individuals of influence, uh, people who you know that you can, that can help amplify your message and you can hopefully help amplify their message. So there's some synergy between your relationships. All of those pieces coming together, I think create the opportunity for you to build your side hustle, to build your business. Essentially, we need to become visible. You have to find a way to become visible. Once you're visible, then you can strive to become influential, but you have to be discovered first. You have to be noticed. You have to begin, you have to have an audience that's receptive and listening to you. You know, there's another way of looking at it. Just like a political platform, uh, your platform is what you stand on to present your ideas and yourself to the world. Think of the physical platform. Think of a speaker's corner standing up in the middle of the town hall and giving your, your talk or the town mall, I guess, and giving your talk. So, Okay, that if that's, you know, I've talked very theoretically about what platforms look like. So what platform do I have? And I, one of the things I struggle with, I got I to gotta do a little sidebar here, here on the podcast, is I always struggle with talking about myself in these podcasts because I think it's a little bit self-aggrandizing when I talk about this or that about myself, but I also recognize that it's the only thing I really intimately know. And since you all follow us here on the podcast, you know a little bit about me, so it creates relevance and context for you as well. So I'm going to, I'm not going to mention this every single time that I talk about our business, but just know that I'm not trying to do this just to say Steve's awesome, but these are the, I'm giving you context by talking about how we've built our platform. So these, this is my platform currently, and it starts with my YouTube channel. Uh, building the YouTube channel was the best online presence that I could ask for because of my strength in video, our strength and our, our comf- how comfortable we are in video. And so the YouTube channel is where we started to build our platform, publishing content that we knew people would be interested in. And indeed they were interested in engaging in them, honoring that audience by listening to their comments and responding to their concerns and slowly evolving and building that YouTube channel. Uh, the YouTube channel very quickly was followed by my own website where I did all of the things that I was talking about as far as creating a mail list. And now we've built a solid, substantial mail list that allows us to grow and is, is, that is generating now business for us. I built some other products. So I mentioned as as far as a platform, having a regular gig on somebody's media platform. Well, I I didn't necessarily decide to do a regular gig on somebody else's. I created my own regular gig by creating Webinar Wednesdays, where we host a live webinar each and every week that really does a phenomenal job of building our relationship with our community. That's a big part of my platform is our weekly webinar series. 
I've always done speaking engagements. That's something that came fairly easily to me because I have a background in theater. I got invited to speak a lot. I am actually on with a professional speaking agency that books me into talks. So that's been a solid part of our platform as well. And then now I do a lot of guest appearances on other people's podcasts and live streams. People like to have me on because I'm engaging and fun. And every time I do that, that opens uh, the door for a few new people to join our community. Some of you, and, and if you think about that list of things that I've just listed, all of you probably came to this podcast through one of those areas. You discovered me through one of those areas. And that brings me to the final part of my current platform, which is the newest part this podcast. This podcast is, I'm hoping, will become a very integral and important part of the platform, but obviously it's a, it's a, it's a significant piece of the puzzle as far as putting together a platform goes. So that's my platform, my YouTube channel, website, uh, pr- media properties of the Webinar Wednesdays, the speaking engagements, guest appearances on other people's pro- uh, products, and then this particular podcast is the newest piece. And I'm looking at adding another plank. If I ever write that book, that will become obviously a significant plank in the platform as well. Now, it's my hope that the term platform is going to resonate with you. And going through the different pieces of the platform is going to give you some good ideas of where you're going to start or where you should be spending your energy as you're developing your own online presence and your own online business. I'm very sympathetic of the fact that it's not easy to start. It's a really difficult challenge to get going. But I think the more that we talk about it, the more ideas that we present to ourselves, the more time, the more flights of imagination we take of whether or not we would be uh, good at hosting a podcast or we're interested in writing a book or whether or not I just want to become a blogger and grow my community that way. The the things that fire imagination that resonate with you, I think are going to, uh, I think the more things that you're exposed to, the sooner you're going to find the tools uh, or the pieces of your platform that are going to lead to success. I will say this, that every piece of my platform, when I was ready to make it work, fell into place like it was custom designed for it. When we decided to do this podcast, or when I decided to do this podcast, I had, to be honest, I have been thinking about doing a podcast for five years, but it never seemed right. The board didn't fit in the plank, in the platform. It's just because there wasn't the, the topics weren't right that I was thinking about covering. But as soon as I struck on this idea of talking to my generation, of talking to the gray beards and the gray hairs about the common challenges that we face, and as soon as I recognized the challenges that were out there that so many of us are facing, it was like it was always there. And I just had to open my eyes to this podcast being relevant and being a part of the plat of my platform moving forward. You're not always maybe going to have that much clarity as you decide on a part of your platform, but I suspect that there will be a truth, there will be a rightness about the concepts as you, as you, as, as they come to mind. There'll be ones that you come back to and you feel comfortable with. Those are the places to start. I hope you found our podcast today to be useful. Now, if you haven't yet subscribed, make sure you hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you are on. And if you would be so kind, as I mentioned off the top, uh, to leave us a review on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you happen to be listening on, I would greatly appreciate that as well. 
Thanks so much for tuning in, and we will see you next time right here on Grey Matters. I'm Steve Dotto. Have fun storming a castle.